Welcome everyone to the PAX West prep stream from PAX Community Discord. Uh, I am Andy. I am Matt. I'm Lindy. And I'm Marlene. So we are all, except for Vid, who is missing currently, we are all the uh, panelists that will be at game night. Um, and we figured this would be super helpful. We did this last year and we've done this for most of the major packs. Um, hello, Kevin. <laughs> uh, and we figured this is a this is a good way for people, especially new people, to uh, figure out what's going on at West and figure out how to how to packs is really where we're at. So um Real quickly, who has in this group have been to PAX West? Because I know that... Actually, I think all of us have, right? Yeah. Marlene, have you? Yep, I went last year. Yeah, so yeah. It was our first year last year too, right? Yeah. Same for me. <laughs> it was saying, yeah, it was first year last year for you as well. Um, this is my... Oh, fifth? Sixth? Somewhere around there? West? This will be my eighth? Dang. Lindy's more... Lindy's more. This is my second, so I'm a noob over here. <laughs> Which is fine, because you get to you get to see what's different, because this West is very different. Oh yeah. So, uh, I think we should just get started and just get into it. Um, just a heads up before we do start, actually, uh, if anybody has any questions during the stream. Um, feel free to post them. We've got somebody who is keeping note of them. We have a section where we'll talk about questions. So uh, feel free to ask them, and we'll just hold on to them until the end, and we'll try to go through them. Um, if you want to remind us of the question, you can also post it during the questions and answers. So let's begin. Before you get there, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, what is uh, what to kind of plan out before you get there and I kind of want to start with um, Lindy because Lindy's our big um, veteran. She's more vet than me um, of things that you you kind of do before you go to PAX. Like, what kind of planning do you do? Um, I always I get the app, obviously. Download the PAX West app. Figure out what panels I want to go to. Figure out what panels my friends want to go to, and kind of match up our days. Yes. Uh, so that we can meet up and do our things together um i'm native to seattle mostly so i like to fill up the orca card <laughs> so that way i know that i can hop on the buses and the train or the light rail if i need to get anywhere people are saying that you're soft so oh hey no <laughs> dog is barking i don't know why uh okay i bumped you up a little bit cool hopefully you're louder <laughs> i'm just really loud i am a very loud person so um, I'm, I'm closer to my mic now so i hope that helps too uh can you use one orca for multiple people you cannot or actually well you can on the buses you can on the buses you, can you ask have, on the buses yeah you have to you have to tell the bus driver when you get on hey i'm paying for two people and then you tap it once and then he'll tell you to wait and then you tap it a second time when they tell you to but on the link light rail, you cannot uh, because there's nobody to control and reset your card. Because when you tap your card, it reads it as a tap in and then it just applies it that way. So, um, 
so yeah, Lindy, the yeah, the app is the first thing that I download and I definitely I definitely do plan out like my schedule. Like I already have my schedule put in and I'm like, okay, Friday I am not getting any free time. <laughs> <laughs> that is my Friday. Uh Marlene, what about you? Cuz you're flying in from uh the middle of the United States. Yes. Um, so for me, it's besides the app, um, I just kind of make sure that because I'm flying that I have an ID, I like to be extra prepared. So I actually take two in separate bags just in case, cause I want to fly back home, Ooh, uh, make sure that, um, you know, flights are booked, they're to the right place. Cause especially if you've never gone to a different state, it's like, you know, different airports, make sure you're going to the right one. Um, you know, make sure that, um, you know, have a, either a hotel reservation, who I'm staying with, all that kind of information ready because sometimes people back out or they forget that for a hotel you need a credit card and not a debit card or you'll get you know so just like things like that yeah uh megan there is just audio um the video itself is mostly just slides so there's there's no video of us talking fortunately uh because i do not look good right now (laughs) (laughs) hey it would be nice though hey (laughs) i know right (laughs) not that advanced yet yeah, on the topic of flying, that's actually a smart idea. I've not, like, I usually just bring my ID in my wallet, and that's it. And it always looks good. Calm down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I always have my ID in my wallet. But, uh, yeah, Seattle actually has two airports now. We have the SeaTac Airport, and then we've got one up in, um, where is it, Lindy? Have you heard of the new airport? No, somehow I'm out of the... Um, there's one in Bellingham, but that's obviously not the one. No, that's not it. It's like up in... Uh, I want to say Edmonton or uh, Redmond area. It's the oh, Boeing field. That. It's like yeah. the Payne airfield. Um, but it's actually open to commercial flights. Like, you can take a United flight and I think a, a Alaska flight. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah, it's a new it's a new airport. And we were I was looking at pricing for it. And sometimes you can actually get a really nice deal on that airport. Um, but it's super far from like Seattle um, because it's on the Bellevue side of Seattle, which is across a yeah. bridge. So, but, yeah, but sometimes people look for the cheapest. So it's oh, like, okay. uh, make sure you know where you're heading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure you know that you're actually flying to either SeaTac or Payne Airfield um, because, uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to get some weird weirdness. Um, and then, yeah, yes. I. Oh, go ahead. Um, so one of the other things you want to make sure you want to be careful about um, is what, obviously ID. Um, I always make sure that usually I try to print my boarding pass and have the electronic boarding pass. I prefer the electronic, but sometimes let's say like it doesn't like to scan my phone, so I like to have a backup. Um, double check your flights. Make sure you have your accommodations set. Like make double check your hotel. Uh, you want to make sure your check-in time is actually going to be it because some hotels can be like four, some are like you know, more like three, some are five. So make sure you know the check-in times for your hotels. I also have to bring cash with me um, right off the bat because I don't want to have to worry about ATMs when I get there. So I'll usually bring like, well, maybe 200 bucks, 300 bucks just in cash because I really don't like using card there simply because of the unreliability of it. Um, And then just making a huge packing list and just going down the list and making sure you have everything before you go. Oh yeah, cash is a good one because uh, yeah. if you if you fly out here and then are like, oh yeah, I'll get the cash when I'm in Seattle, 
you may not find your bank, which means that you may end up with a really fun time of paying fees for pulling out cash from an ATM because you went to a bank that is not your bank. So, Also, check with your bank. A lot of cards are smart now and they can, you know, they know you're traveling, so it's mm -hmm. not a big deal. But some banks are maybe aren't up, as up to date, so you have to call them. And if you don't, they'll cancel your card and then you won't have any money for PAX Weekend. I had that happen when I went to New York. <laughs> I went to New York and my my bank called me and they're like, so we saw that you pulled $200 out of an ATM in New York? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, I'm there. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so don't get caught. <laughs> Just let them know. <laughs> so, uh, cool. I think that's mostly some good planning for when you leave. Um, the PAX app uh, is definitely available. It's it covers all the packs, so there used to be separate ones where it was PAX West, PAX South. Do not download those specific PAX ones. You want to just download the regular packs um, so that you get the latest guidebook. So, um, all right. Well, so West is a much different West this year. Um, I don't know if anybody's been following it or if there's anybody who's been to West before. But we've got a lot of new stuff for Wes this year. So exciting. Um, we will start with uh, security because that's a big one <laughs> that a lot of people have noticed is different this year for West. Um, so PAX West was the only PAX that did not have metal detectors up until this year. So a lot of people are not used to metal detectors and... Um, Marlene and Matt, you guys have gone to East several times yes. and you guys are familiar with mm -hmm. uh, metal detectors. So let's, uh, let's hear some info about the metal detectors and how they ran at East. Cause I'm going to assume that West is going to be very similar to East as far as metal so detectors go. So they, at least for East, cause it's definitely a little bit different for East. Might, maybe if it rains in Seattle, but they like to get people going in. Maybe I want Marlene, what would you say? Like an hour, hour and a half, just to get into the lobby. Yeah. Uh, um, at least an hour, maybe two hours if it's really cold out because there's the weather in Boston. Um, if it's raining in Seattle during that time, they may do the same thing or they may just do it anyway. You're not going to have ex um, convention hall access until that time. It's definitely a bottleneck. The best way to do it is not bring a bag or condense what you're doing to get through bag check quickly because with, at East they have two separate lines, a bag check line and a people without bags line. So I do remember you that. You just want to be careful about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, if you can at all not go in with a bag, um, I would highly recommend it. Um, it would be very useful to do so. Um, you can also get a bag from some booths too. Some booths give away bags with stuff. You can use, if you find a bag in the hall, you can then use that for the rest of the day and that might help you out right. or bring an empty bag, like a big plastic or fabric bag and put in your pocket or something. You can do that. You just can't actually bring like an actual like backpack or something in or something that's full, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, even still when they look into your bag, it's mostly, um, it's, it's fairly quick. They'll just look in, they'll probably dig through a little bit and then they'll go through. So if you bring an empty bag, um, they're just going to look in and see it's empty and then move on. Like it's going to take you less than three seconds. Um, and as you line up, like they'll have you open up your all the zippers. They'll just glance through. You walk through a metal detector. Um, obviously, you shouldn't have anything metal on you. Um, if you do, then you'll most likely get wanded. Um, like for me, I know 
sometimes I forget to take my lanyard off and that's all my pins are on it. So that sets it off and then they have to just kind of wand me real quick and then you move through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty efficient at East. They've got it down to practically a science at this point where it doesn't take too long. Um, for me, differently, I I usually bring a bag to East. Um, in fact, all my all my packs is, and it's it's a slight inconvenience, but it's not a huge deal. Um, you kind of get accustomed to it. But one big thing that a lot of people have mentioned is is that East is all in one building, whereas West is a constant like I'm going to go out to the Sheridan, I'm going to the West, and I'm going to go to all of eight, and so you're constantly going in and out. So. It's, it's a good idea in that planning phase to also kind of plan out, okay, if I'm going out, can I stay out of the building for a while? Or do I need to come back in for any reason kind of thing? Um, so I actually brought up a picture of the security. I'm going to see if I can add this as a source um, so we can show what it looks like. That is definitely not what i was looking for uh yeah. while i'm well, looking he, for this if yeah. you want to talk marlene yeah no well what i was going to mention is part like when i went to west last year i was so surprised you could basically go through any entrance there's going to be dedicated entrances regardless of what time it is and the um there's certain ones that like the ones that are people are mainly used to are the ones that i went through i think it's on pike those are going to be exit only um, unless you're, you know, media or, you know, something like that, those will not be your entrances. So make sure once he pulls up the map that you follow those entrances, because at East, I know that um, later on in the day, they kind of open the side entrances for people to go in and out of you. That will not happen at West. They will still be the main entrance that they want everyone to go through. Right. Um, I have it. It's pulling up. I don't know if it likes PDFs though. So I keep trying like different ways to pull this up. Um, um, if you can, you can do monitor capture. Yeah. I can do monitor or capture. Or window, window capture for like yeah. Adobe. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll do monitor capture then. And I'll just have this guy up. The, the the great preparation of the PAX Preps team, everyone, right, right here. I... <laughs> there it is. I got it. That's it. <laughs> There's there the go. map. Uh, so, yeah, we've got two lines uh, that are actually lining up for West. Um, your main entrance is actually the back entrance. And uh, something that is not represented in this map is that pretty much everything from where the ADA elevator entrance and all the way around from Pike Street, 8th Avenue, and Convention Place, that's all in a tunnel. So even if it rains, you're pretty much covered because there's not really any space that you can be outside. The only area you're outside is going to be the southern portion of Union and the western portion of 7th Avenue um, on the side of the building. Um, so lineups will be from 8th Avenue, which is a tunnel. It'll loop around Pike Street to Convention Place. And then in through the main entrance. Um, and then the other line goes from the entrance back to Union. And then around the corner on 7th. Um, the annex doesn't open until 9.30. Uh, they're going to be doing security checks there. And the line is basically going to start from there and go either 
uh, one side of the building along Pike or the other side up 8th Avenue is the lineup for those guys. Um, most people like to enter through Pike Street. Um, that is not an entrance. That is an exit. Um, unless you're ADA. If you are an also, ADA. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to mention real quick. If you are doing will call or picking up your badges, get them first at the Sheridan. Otherwise, you will line up, not be allowed in, have to go pick them up, and then line up again. So yeah. they will not be in the convention center this time. Yep. Yeah. Will call used to actually be right in that area on convention place. It's like right next to the main entrance. Um, it used to be there. It is not there anymore. It is at the Sheraton, which is across the street. So make sure you go there first, pick up your badges, and then walk either down 7th or over Pike and down convention to get to the entrance. Um, if you're an exhibitor, an enforcer, ADA, or... Uh, like media. Media. There you go. Media. Um, you can use these entrances in the, the front, but that's it. Otherwise, it's an exit only for everyone. Well, call is also open on Thursday, so if you happen to be in town earlier, you can pick it up the day before. Definitely pick it up the day before. Recommend that highly so that you can save yourself from having to go in at like 8 a.m., pick up your badges, and then go to the lineup, essentially. So, um, okay. Uh, oh, and I deleted the new for 2017. That's what I did. I hit delete, and I deleted it, so there's no slide now. <laughs> We've lost our new for 2017 slide. Apologies. Here we go. <laughs> uh, the other new thing, because uh, there is two new things, actually. Um, the second one is, is that Tabletop is now in its own building. Yay. And now we can all collectively cheer because Yay. that is probably the most exciting <laughs> change in West. Um, so... West added a new building, the, what is it, the Hyatt Regency? Yes. Um, and it is where Tabletop is. A lot of people were accustomed to Tabletop being a weird place on the second and fourth floors of the convention center. Um, in, like, little tiny rooms next to the escalator, it's now in Regency. Um so it's its own dedicated building now, which is very nice because the crowd is building. Still, tabletop is getting bigger at PAX, and oh, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, like East was very East was very uh, East and South. I think it is. They were very spoiled because they had an entire <laughs> area of just tabletop. Like it was tabletop free play. It was a lot of the booths that vendors that sold tabletop. It was great. It's like probably one of the better the reasons why I really enjoy South and East, but. Uh, it being at Regency is now on, I think it's what, the fourth floor is where it's at. And then there's a theater above it that is, uh, <laughs> oh my God, RJ. <laughs> um, the theater above it is uh, mostly tabletop theater, but it's also going to be its own theater. I think it's called the Hydra. I'm waiting for confirmation from Marlene. <laughs> Because she yeah. also knows. <laughs> well, it's just over several floors. So it will be in the Regency, but depending on what you're going for, it'll be a different floor. So if you're looking for the exhibitor's first look, that's going to be third floor. If you're looking for tabletop free play, that's fourth floor. Um, HQ in the library, um, the tournament, um, and more free play is going to be on the fifth. Uh, and then, yes, the Raven Theater will be on seven. Oh, it's Raven, not Hydra. Yep. I wanted to call yes. it Hydra because... 
Hyatt Regency. But... Yeah, but since there's two H's already, they went with the R for the Regency. Is it? Is the other one Hyatt as well? But it's just the regular Hyatt? Yeah, okay. or at least I believe so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Fun fact, tip, uh, all of the theaters are named after the building that they exist in. So the Wyvern is in the... What is it? It's, the other one is Grand Hyatt. Weston. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Grand Hyatt. There you go. Weston. Weston is Wyvern, Sandworm, and something else is in uh, Sheridan. And then you got Hydra in the Grand Hyatt and Raven in the Regency. Regency, yep. But then the theaters in the WSCC are named based on the floor that they're in, I believe it was. Because we've got Cat Theater on the second floor. I don't remember the theaters for WSCC for some reason. I know it's Cat. That's about it. Because <laughs> we're in Cat. Yeah, we're in Cat. Wait, I'm in Cat. Last in year Pax we were. 102. Last year. Yeah, last year we were in Cat. Um, now we're in Sandworm. Sandworm, yeah. Which is exciting. And then Main Theater also moved from Banaroya to uh, Paramount. That's also yeah. a big change as well. I think it's a smaller venue, yes. Uh, Paramount? Um, slightly, isn't it? I think it's closer, but it's slightly smaller. I Am I right about that? Or... Yeah, I think it's slightly smaller than Banaroya, but it is closer. For sure, it's it's much closer. Cause Which, in general, is going to be a, a lot better. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, those are all the new things for West. So, security, uh, tabletop, and then the move of main theater to Pan- Paramount. Um, so before you get there, uh, some things to talk about before you get to PAX itself. So this is um, stuff that you might want to uh, do when you get to Seattle. Um, things that you want to do before you go to um, the WSCC beforehand. I'm trying to think of who to start with on this one. We'll start with Lindy. Wendy can talk oh, about God, this. I have to talk about Seattle. Talk about Seattle. <laughs> like what else you should do in Seattle? Yeah, or what you should do in Seattle before you go to PAX. Um, I think you should get the layout of the area. That's a good idea. Checking like, the map. Check the map. Even like walk around if you're downtown. You know, hit will call on Thursday and figure out like where all of the different hotels are they're pretty close to each other this year since they got rid of the benaroya but um i think it's important to know where everything is um there's the on the guidebook there's the area map that um they they do uh they talk about all the hotels and where they're at and everything like that it's a good idea to memorize like general directions from Going from the WSCC to, like, the Westin especially, that's a really weird walk. Um, yes. Sheridan's right next door. And then Grand Hyatt and Hyatt Regency, those are in some weird areas as well. So it's a good idea to figure that out. Um, sightseeing-wise, if you want to go sightseeing, Pike Place Market is a good place to go. And the waterfront. Um, now that the viaduct is gone, it looks much better. Just going to say. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got rid of the viaduct. So now there is a nice open area 
over at the waterfront? Um, Space Needle is always worth it. Seattle Center, except don't go there because Bumper Shoot is going on. Oh, yeah. No, don't go there. Weekend. So if you want to look at the Space Needle, don't get too close. <laughs> because there's going to be a thousand people there uh for the concerts that are happening when does that start doesn't that start on like friday though i believe it's friday saturday sunday okay so then yeah if you if you get in thursday or like even wednesday evening um that gives you plenty of time on thursday to uh to go to the space needle without running into bumber shoot for sure um and then sightseeing wise what's um, that Sightseeing wise, I like to take people to the um, smaller, weirder parts of Seattle. The gum wall? Well, if you go to Fremont, there, we have a troll that lives under a bridge. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Fremont oh, yeah. troll. Um, we that. have a statue of Lenin, like the Russian guy. Um, and then we have a statue of J.P. Patches. And they're all within like three blocks of each other. Yeah, it's just oh, a really yeah. cool Fremont's place. a great place. Uh, you've got Chinatown. Um, you've got the downtown area. Uh, yeah. If you want to go further out, you can go to Redmond for Nintendo. They do usually tours, I think it is. I, I want to say that's only if you know an employee who works there. I don't know if they have um, public tours. I feel like I would usually... look into that if yeah. you... Microsoft I don't, I'm not does sure what have their thing though. I know Valve has actually been pretty open about doing that in recent months I or in like years. Right actually, <laughs> yeah. So apparently they actually allow some tours. You'd have to set it up in advance, but it's something if you can work out, you could actually be really cool to do. Yeah. Uh, Although it's not going to be that easy, but good. And cupcake, uh, cupcake. Uh, yes, you can go to Will Call on Thursday. Um, they are open Thursday from what is it? Eight one to six. One. Oh, one to six. Yeah, one to six. Yes. Oh, I it's eight it was... to eight Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then eight to five on Monday. Oh. Yeah, just the, the oh. during PAX hours, it's open earlier. Yeah, Ugh, and then the Truhuli Art Museum oh, yeah. is right across the street. And Sam, um, the Seattle Art so, Museum as well. There's that yeah, one too. But the Truhuli one's right by the Space Needle. Oh, nice. Um, I want to say it's kind of expensive, but it's very beautiful. Right. It's a lot of beautiful things in Seattle, to be honest. Yeah, Seattle's the a hammering city. man. A hammering man. Oh, that's right. Isn't that right out of Seattle? Outside of Sam, I believe. Yeah, Sam. All right, let's talk about what to bring because that is the big thing that everyone wants to know: is what do they bring to PAX? Um, can I first state what's the that? most important rule? The most important rule: Can I get a good water and chat for everyone? Bring oh, lots yeah. of water. Water bottles galore. Water, 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 water. Hydrate. Now that we got the other way, deodorant. <laughs> Hydrate, don't hydrate. Hydrate, don't hydrate. <laughs> and yes, personal cleaning stuff. Not just deodorant, but you do have to take a shower. And if you have a preference to what shampoo and soap you use when you shower, bring it. Otherwise, you can use the hotel that they provide. Uh, sanitizer. Yeah, sanitizer is a great one. Um, it's super nice for sanitizer because when you go to booths and you go to play games... Um, you can easily just wipe your hands before and after, so that way you are touching clean um, controllers, because you have no idea what other people have touched, and you don't want to know. They don't clean them between at every booth. What's that? They don't clean like I've, some booths. I've seen clean their controllers between uses. Most of them don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and then yes, Z, uh, RJ Zreich, uh, he points out a very good one that I've I've learned over the years is the eight to one rule of eight hours of sleep, two hours of meals, one shower a day. Great rule to follow, eight to one. But um, packing though, so uh, toiletries and water. Those are the good starters. Uh, I always recommend um, your entertainment stuff that you can do entertainment wise in line. Um, so like a switch, a 3ds. Um, some people have even brought like uh, like trading cards or like games to play, uh, like card games. Um, I think last year in the Nintendo booth, it was a four hour wait, and some people actually managed to play Carcassonne. I think it is. They were just sitting in line playing Carcassonne the whole time. So there you go. That one's good. Um, But yeah, Switch for sure is, especially since it's portable, great way to get through your, uh, get through any games that you haven't finished while waiting in line. Just doing that. And also, good thing to point out, battery power. If you're going to bring your Switch for lines. (laughs) Bring a battery pack. Bring either your battery pack, bring your charger for overnight so you're not wasting, you can charge everything every night. Oh, yeah. Definitely, 100%. Um, It's also probably more likely that you are going to want to use your phone a lot in Lime. Honestly, you can bring a battery pack and just do that all day. But one one of the big parts of packs that's really awesome is the ability to just talk to people in line and just do that. Um, Just be able to talk about a conversation, even just pull like a switch and do that. Even just like like sitting down on the floor in a long line, just playing cards. Like you can find random people and almost as a lot of people will be willing to do that. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Battery packs. Great. That's, that's something I carry around all day, every day for packs because uh, I I go on my phone too much, probably because of Discord. But you know, um, <laughs> what about you, Marlene? Anything from you? Um, I like to be extra prepared, so I always in like my backpack I have a smaller bag where I keep just a few little like Tylenol pills, um, like a two band aids, um, hair tie, things like that. Um, you know, sanitary uh, things just as a just in case you never know it's not for everyone but you know you'll get a headache you're tired it's good to just obviously you're not going to bring a big old bottle but you know just a few for a day um as a just in case that's the one thing i always forget to mention because i think it's hilarious and this isn't like i hope this isn't meant to like generalize or anything but i've noticed that men do not prepare themselves with like tylenol or anything like that so I'm used to like being at work and if I have a headache or something, I usually go to the nearest like uh, female and be like, hey, you've got Tylenol, right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, what do you need? And they'll pull out like five bottles of medication. Yeah. Well, I mean, and everyone's different. Like some people do no bags. I can never not do a bag. I like I have to just for purchases or if I want to put my sweater in there, whatever. Right. Uh, so I'm like, if I'm already bringing a bag, just bring a few little essentials in there. Um, I also tend to put like, extra like two or three pin backs in case i lose them for any pins that i have i have you know an extra in there so and even still you don't necessarily have to bring a bag with anything in it if you can put things in pockets because guaranteed day one if you walk around the floor you will get a bag like somebody is going to hand you a like a bag to carry around 
Um, I remember last year it was the Amazon bags, I want to say. They were just these giant backpack Amazons. And by day three, everyone had one. They were all wearing it. It was super handy. Um, so, yeah, you, you will most likely get a bag if you do not have a bag, um, if you don't buy one at merch or anything like that. Um, and then some people have also brought uh, little tiny stools for a line. So instead oh, yeah. of standing, they just sit in line on these little tiny stools. Yeah, it works. I mean, you just got to be careful with the weight. As long as you're carrying that stuff around, it's perfectly yeah, I've seen them be really small. Like, they're super tiny, and they fold oh, yeah. up. They're really lightweight. Um, those guys. Uh, Zardy asks about lanyards. What do we say about lanyards? <laughs> um, I don't think we really talked about lanyards. We talked about, like, metal detectors. I think they got them. Um, you, there is bins at the doors. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of lanyards. You can pick up one for free put your badge on it if you don't have a lanyard already you want to use you can pick one up inside you don't have to worry about it oh yeah um they speaking give of you the stool thing too yeah they will oh yeah you. you'll get a lanyard no doubt Not every other booth um, gives out lanyards too yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> make sure you keep an eye on how much weight you bring with you now it's very easy to overpack while going into your day yeah. if you bring too much stuff with you all of that weight is going to be dead weight on your shoulders and you're going to feel that and then you're going to back is going to get Ooh. sore over those days so you're going to want to really really be conservative only bring what you need yeah don't don't pack everything in your bag and then like halfway through your day feel like you're going to die because you have like 20 pounds of stuff on your back it's just yeah don't do that to yourself um speaking of lanyards there are so many lanyards my favorite enforcer at pack south she's always there she wears a skirt of lanyards it is literally all of the lanyards on her skirt and it's just hooked there it's great looks fantastic so that's how many lanyards there are there's enough to make a skirt out of them <laughs> Um, what was that? Um, I just thought of something. Uh, bringing insoles for your shoes or bringing good walking shoes. Very good walking shoes. You will be walking a lot. Um, you're walking. You're in line for like three, four hours sometimes, so you can sit during those. But you're walking through the expo hall. Mm -hmm. You want shoes that you can wear all day, and if your favorite pair are not well supported insoles are your best friend definitely and, and it's not just even walking lot. in the hall it's you'll be walking from building to building you'll be walking up floors up down floors you'll be walking a lot of places um west is not like east where uh where oh i think marlene got silenced about a link um, did i yeah because it shows asterisk for your message. Oh. I don't know how to approve it. Uh, find it for me, Matt, while I go over walking. Um, <laughs> if you if you are at East, uh, or if you if you've been to East and you've not been to West, East is it's because it's it's in one building. Um, it's easy to walk from one place to another. There's not as much walking, but west is very much a you're going to be walking several blocks you'll be you'll be hitting your 10,000 step goal really easily in the day um with the amount of walking you'll be doing so um definitely something to think about when you are walking around for sure 
Um, Which, if you're staying close by and you can stop at your hotel or Airbnb and unload, that's great. Oh, but yeah. that's not always an option for everybody. Yep, definitely. 100%. Um, okay, I think that covers most of what to bring. Um, yeah, I'd say. The important stuff. Um, so let's move on. What to expect during the event. This is pretty much all the things that you can find at PAX, um, what you can see and do. Um, I'll start with panels um, because the obvious is the expo hall, but we're, we're going to move away from the expo hall for a minute and talk about some of the important stuff that also goes on it that people don't tend to spend time with is panels. Um, those are always going on. There is no close really for panels other than like near midnight. Um, so if you have anything that you're interested in going to see, going to talk about, or just listening to, uh, panels are a great way to get away from the expo hall and um, find a find a group that you might be interested in hearing about or learning about um, and just spending time in there. Uh, it's usually like the number one thing that I recommend for sure when you go to PAX is hit up a panel because it's a good experience, especially if you're like a creator who's trying to learn how to stream or maybe you want to learn about music in games or maybe you're just looking for the Zelda um, his history, essentially. Um, there's a panel for all of those topics. So, yeah. Um, if so, Zardy Cooler said, how long are the lines? Uh, so it really depends if you're going to a booth or a panel. Usually panels, they try to prevent you lining up until at least a couple hours before, just so you don't get like, you know, people waiting there all day for this time at things. However, you want to keep in mind, you want to think of panels like uh, the Gearbox panel. Um, that's going to be packed. You're probably going to see people lining up as soon as they open the line. It could be up to like a two to three hour line. Um, Maybe for. Uh oh, Matt, you got cut off. Oh no. Uh oh, we lost Matt. We lost Matt. <laughs> uh, if any of you want to replace Matt in the panel, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have an open spot in the panel. <laughs> we might need somebody. <laughs> um, so yeah, gear like big panels. If, if it's a big name, um, like some people are looking for Jacksepticeye, you're going to line up pretty early um, because it can it can usually be like an hour to two hours if you want to get a good seat. The thing is, is though, most panels, you don't need to get a good seat, but if you want to make sure that you have a seat, lining up a little bit early is a good idea um, for sure. Um, and just kind of planning that ahead. So like if you see a panel starting at five o'clock, probably expect yourself to be in line for that panel around four or four thirty, or well, um, it, it, four or three. Yeah, a, a, an hour is good enough for the big panels like Jacksepticeye or the Borderlands panel. Mm -hmm. Typically, around two hours, you always want to check with the enforcers running the main theater, um, just because they will not let you line up before you're allowed to. Yeah. So ask them what the best time to come back is, and they'll let you know. Yep, I think usually most rooms are two hours before the panel is the earliest you can line up at most of the time. But most of the time, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not all of the panels, but most of them, two hours, is the maximum that you can line up for. Um, and I can't post the link, but I 
put it in our channel if one of you want to link it. Um, but PAX also came up with some guides for panels if you're not sure of what to look for, if you're looking for tabletop panels, uh, whimsical panels, uh, game industry panels, and esports panels, um, as well as diversity. They're listed through each day, just different panels that'll hit. That way, if you're not 100% sure, they're like, hey, this might interest me. You can check it out. Um, I personally enjoy the panels. And one, it gives you a break um, like to just sit down. And then two, you get to watch you know, a cool, interesting panel. Some of them give away stuff, you know, so you never know. Sorry, I was muted I while I type up because my keyboard is yeah. very loud. <laughs> no, you're good. Like I went to the Life is Strange panel last year. Um, I got a free t-shirt uh, and there was like hot dog man outside of the panel room that we could take pictures with. So, nice. you know, it was cool. That's cool. Uh, and then speaking of panels, uh, the PAX community discord is doing a game night where you mm -hmm. can win stuff for just attending. You don't even have to do anything. You just sit down and hang out, and you might win stuff. <laughs> What's that? We're cool. They can meet us. We're cool. I know, exactly. Yeah, we're cool people. Right? So beyond panels, uh, there's a couple other things that I like to give shout-outs to. Uh, first off is the PAX Pokemon League. Um, if you've never heard of this before, um, I'm about to blow your mind. So PAX has a Pokemon League that is run at each individual PAX. South, East, West, Unplugged and Oz, um, where you can battle gym leaders and win gym badges. And when you get enough gym badges, you can fight against the elite. And when you beat the elite, you can fight against the champion and you can become the PAX Pokemon champion. It is amazing. Um, I know it's, it's crazy. Uh, I actually happen to be a gym leader <laughs> for this year. Uh, so if you are interested in doing that, bring a copy of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. You can bring a copy of Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, but not all of the gym leaders will be running that copy. Um, so it's best to make sure you have an Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Um, they also have raffles that they do. So there's little challenges that you can complete for raffle tickets. You get a gym leader to sign it off, and then you get a raffle ticket. Um, and you can win uh, prizes. So you don't even have to actually like battle a gym leader. You can. There's some that are just like take an AR selfie uh, with a Pokemon or, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, trade with a friend um, in Pokemon Go. Uh, and you can get raffle tickets and do it that way. Um, they'll also be doing stuff at their booth as well. I believe there's like a drawing contest for Pokemon drawing. Stuff like that that'll let you Ooh, win yeah. little prizes. It's I took a part of that. Uh, we had to draw from memory a specific Pokemon that they give you, yeah. and you just have to draw it. And it was not the best, but it was a lot of fun. Right. The <laughs> um, uh, cupcake. Uh, they do so. There is no gym battle. There's no gym leader that is a Pokemon Go battle. But um, there is stuff that you can do on Pokemon Go to get raffle tickets, so that you can be entered into the raffle. Uh, for prizes so if you don't have a copy of um, Pokemon like on the on the 3ds or anything like that um, there are some things you can still do with Pokemon let's go on the switch as well as Pokemon go um, to actually take part in the league but if you want to actually battle in the league and earn badges you do need to have a copy of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon that is that is the starter for that one but there's tons of other stuff that go on um, I think the coolest thing is, is the gym leader so, um, 
good thing to keep an eye out for. To identify a gym leader, they're going to have bright green scarves. So that's the easiest way to find them. Um, if you want to get more info, uh, the PAX Pokemon League is their website. I think it's PaxPokemonLeague.net. And that's where they keep a running tally of the gym leaders that they're announcing. Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, there is Every year there's a Pokemon League. This year is the 10th year for PAX... I want to say it's PAX West. This is the 10th year for PAX Pokemon League for PAX West. This might be in general, actually. But I know it's the 10th anniversary is this year for something for PAX Pokemon League. So they're doing something big for this one. For sure. Um, and then the other thing I give a shout out to is uh, Cookie Brigade. <laughs> Marlene, you should talk about Cookie Brigade. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. So um, you'll find them in lines just walking around. You can tweet at them and they'll show up to where you are. But basically, they give out cookies and you donate if you want to. Um, you donate for the cookies. Um, some of them have plushes. They have a pin this year that you can purchase. And all proceeds go to the Child's Play charity. So it goes to a good cause. You get awesome snacks. Um, and at the end, you get to see how much is raised at each pack. December heard yes. plushie. <laughs> yes, there are plushies. I bought. I got me a doggo plushie. Um, I've seen them before at West last year. So I'm hoping they come back this year. It hasn't been announced. But this yes. This was at uh, East, last... right? You had plushies yes. at East? Yeah, they had East and West last year as oh, well. Okay. Um, I didn't see them. They, yeah. They don't always have them. They're super popular. Those you do have to donate um, a certain amount. But yes, they're um, the cookies themselves. Some people just, you know, drop a 20 and then get cookies throughout the whole pack. Some people donate each time. Um, but it's to a great cause. And yes, there are awesome plushies out there. I believe they get them from Peach something i don't remember the person who actually makes the plushes aren't they a vendor um, at pax yeah they're a yeah. vendor at pax um and they donate them for child's play which is awesome it's amazing I probably i i think the best thing about cookie brigade to be honest is the fact that you can tweet to them and they will send you a cookie person so if you can't yes. find a cookie person and you want a cookie you just tweet at them and they will come find you um I, I think it was one of the panels that we did. We talked about them and like not even 30 minutes later, somebody showed up in Cookie Brigade and they just came in very confused. Like, why am I here? <laughs> and we had everyone just start donating and they got cookies. It was it was phenomenal. They're a great group for sure. So they're very, very sweet. Like, oh, yeah. I've had times where I'm so hungry. And I'm like, I don't have any cash on me, but they'll give you a cookie and I just donate later, like when yeah. I'm able to grab my wallet or whatever. So it's really good if you realize you're out of food and you're in a line and you're starving. For sure. They 100%. also have a uh, Child's Play, which is a charity they support. They have a booth that sells yeah. awesome merch or you can just donate there. So that's another great way to do it. Yeah. And they usually do fun things with their donations. There was, uh, there was one year they did a, there was a, um, these little things set up where you can put money into and it puts a vote in towards um, a character and the last day or something like that one of the guys had to wear that like hat like they had to wear a hat on their head the whole day um, for it kind of thing um, so they'll do like little fun games with the donations and stuff 
Um, Zardy, it cannot be a modded 2DS, unfortunately. It just has to be a regular 2DS or 3DS. Um, it cannot be a modded game, essentially, because we don't want to support hacking and cheating, unfortunately. <laughs> this is a fun, for fun kind of game uh, for PAX Pokemon League. Um, I would like to mention the free play areas. Oh, yes. Go for it. Because they have the... They have like the classic console free play and like the more current console free play. Uh, the weirdest thing was last year going and seeing the Wii is now in like the classic versus the new. Because, um, you know, they move them when they get old and they pretty much have every system you could probably want to play uh, and pretty much every game that you would want to play from any of these. Uh, and you can just hang out, you trade your your ID or the, and they'll put a thing on your badge, and you can check out games, and you can sit at you know PS4 and Xbox, whatever, and just play games. So it's a really nice way to hang out, rest your feet, play games that you've debated buying, or games that you can't buy because you don't have a system. Um, and it's open, I think, until like midnight. So you can play games if you don't feel like going home. You don't want packs to end. Yes. Yeah, so it closes when the uh, entire building closes, not the expo hall. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a really good point to know is is that um, when you look at the times for PAX West, it says that it opens from 9.30 to 6. Um, that is only the expo floor. So anything with the expo floor on it is um, open only open from 9.30 to 6. But after 6, the panels are still going... Um, all of the free play areas are still going. Uh, tons of stuff is still going on during during packs. So once the floor closes, you can go and find tabletop and play some games. There's a free play area. They even have um, LFG and LFTs. So you can grab a cone, sit down at a table, and wait for some people to join you and play a game together kind of thing. Or if you and your friends just bought a new game that you want to play um, at packs. You can bring it to free play, set up a game, and start going. Last year, our group started a Betrayal Legacy um, game that we're still going through that was really fun to do during West. Um, and I think Drew even picked up a game that he really wanted to play. It was missing some pieces, but um, he just like he went to a vendor, bought a new game, and we pulled it out and started setting up for the game. It was pretty awesome. So... Free play is definitely a, a highly recommended for after hours fun. Um, even during during hours, like if you just want to go sit down and play a game uh, because there's nothing you really want to see at the time in expo or panel, hit up a free play area. Like mm -hmm. the handheld lounge as well. Oh yeah, it's got beanbag chairs. Beanbag chairs. Giant beanbag chairs. They're great. You can just lay down and over there. You can. Do they have? like game board or ds's you can rent or do you have to bring your or you have games? to bring your own they don't have anyone or they, have well, chargers. Actually, they I, definitely have chargers so yeah they have chargers oh for sure they have chargers if um, you have your ds and it's out of charge because you've been battling gym leaders all day <laughs> you can drop it off and let them let them hold on to it for yeah. a time um and you can just take a nap on a beanbag chair because i've seen that happen yeah every year and and if you don't have a DS or that, you can go to a console free play and classic console free play. Oh, do they give, do they let you rent them? You, well, yes, you have to play them there, but they oh. have the console there, so they nice. have you know on the 
Xbox, PlayStation 4 um, yeah. on the console free play. And then classic console are all the classics. So like Nintendo 64, Sega, all those are in classic console. And you just go through the list. You give them your ID to rent out the uh, game, play however long. And then you just, when you're done, return the game. They give you your ID and you're set. And those are open later. So if you're done with Expo and you don't want to head home, that's a great place to go and play with people. And something that not many people know about is also VR for play. You can do VR yes. for free if you want to. Um, just the same way you basically rent a space, not rent, but you put your ID down, you pick a game that you want to play for VR, and you sit down and you play. It's actually pretty awesome. Um, so if you never could afford VR headset or anything like that, but you want to try VR, it's a great way to um, get a chance to play it. Um, and I do believe they clean those out afterwards, so you don't have to worry about like somebody else's sweat getting all over you kind of thing. Oh God. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. It's yeah. It's gross to think about. Okay. Uh, let's keep moving uh, on to some tips and tricks. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. If there's anything else tips and tricks wise that uh, we haven't mentioned. Cause we've kind of done some tips and tricks throughout. Um, I don't know if there's anything anybody wanted to point out for tips and tricks. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to plug the 102 panel. Oh, yeah, the 102 people. panel. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're doing a PAX 102 panel. It's actually, this is the second year we've done it at PAX West because this actually started at PAX South. Um, and I wanted to carry it on to PAX West because there are still people who are new to PAX that, um, that don't know very much things about it. Um, but PAX 102 is on Friday at 5 in Cat Theater. Um, we actually talk about the kind of communities we talk about, um, the PAX community discord, uh, cookie brigade, uh, PAX prank, which I won't talk too much about here. Um, I'll let you figure it out at PAX 102 if you attend, um, PAX prank, uh, the PAX Pokemon league. Um, and then we also talk about the pre PAX dinner and game as well as uh, Looney will correct me, and I, I'm trying to remember the name of it, the the PAX drinking tournament. Um, Triwizard. Triwizard tournament. There you go. <laughs> yes, there is a there is a actual bar crawl that happens before PAX. Um, yeah, the Triwizard drinking tournament, um, which uh, no one will beat Looney in the Ravenclaw house. So there you go. Looney will champion. <laughs> which if you're not a drinker you don't necessarily have to drink but all proceeds as well for that go to child's play charity yes so, yes something that you can sign up for yeah um i'm not sure if all of them are full or not but basically i know um, ravenclaw is full yeah um but they have two like each house has two. Oh, right. um, um but basically it's they're themed around harry potter so there's the four houses uh south was themed against um uh, it was the fire and ice. It's uh, yes. I just blanked. Game of oh Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. And then at East, it's Pokemon. Um, so it's just a fun way you can dress up. Um, and drink if you want to. Do some challenges if you don't want to drink. You can just donate, buy things as well because people hand make things that you can purchase. And like I said, everything that you um donate or spend on um goes to child's play. And if you're not a big drinker, they do actually have um, house 
I want to call them house heads, but I believe they're not called house heads. They are just basically there to help the uh, drunk line of people move from bar to bar, um, making sure that they don't get too unruly and making sure that they don't pass out or anything like that. Just basically helping them through their journey down the bars. So, um, (laughs) yeah, you don't have to drink. You can just participate by helping and making sure that it doesn't get too bad. over there but it's it's an event that you have to pre-sign up for um i actually posted the sign up link when it went live um in the discord server um so if you haven't signed up there's probably still some spaces to sign up for it is free i believe to sign up for um so you can... there's typically an entry fee is there really an entry fee i don't remember paying for an entry fee itself uh well each one's uh you should have paid ten dollars oh uh, because that gives you the um, your card of what oh, right. your drinks are, um, and it helps them. Yeah, like at least earn some money. I don't think it's necessarily required one hundred percent, but they encourage you to donate a certain amount. I think yeah. to join. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. It's when you sign up, you don't have to pay anything, but when you actually get to the first bar, um, that's when I think you provide donations um, to participate, kind of thing. Um, if I remember, because at South, I didn't actually, I signed up, but I didn't actually, I couldn't make it because my pl- my flight landed so late um, that I missed out on all of it. So I couldn't go to it, but yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I can't post it because I'm not a mod, but it's, it's 90% full. So if you're interested, that's something you can check out. There you go. Link to it right there. Um what else do we have for tips and tricks? Uh... Uh, I would hit on just being planned out again, especially with the metal detectors and multiple buildings. I've already figured out that Friday morning, I am not going to try to get into the expo hall because my first panel is the gearbox one. And I'm like, there's no point in waiting for a line to get into the expo hall for 30 minutes and then head over to wait in line for a huge panel. Exactly. So just kind of thinking about that sort of stuff this year, I think will be really helpful. Yes. Um, if you are medical badge holder, um, tip that I would say is, is that you can use the front entrance to get in. Um, your lineup is not the same lineup that, um, that everyone else lines up for. So keep in mind. Um, and you do have to have your regular badge. Your medical badge does not get you in. You have to have your normal day badge along with your medical badge to get in so make sure that you have your badge uh, if you have a companion make sure you take them with you to get the medical badge because your companion also gets their own badge the badge itself will not let you have a plus one everyone has their own badge exactly so um and medical does uh get in for half an hour early so um i think most people who had medical badges were very used to showing up at um, an hour early and going in on Friday, I think it was for media hour. Um, mm-hmm. They've changed it so that now it is uh, half an hour before the floor opens, and uh, but you get in all four days. So instead of just Friday, it's now all four days that you can show up an hour, a half hour early. The reason because of this is because um, a lot of medical conditions either prevent people from maneuvering through crowds. Um, standing in lines for too long, um, or just general mobility. Like walking is usually a challenge for some people. 
uh, medical wise so they get in half hour early because of their the medical conditions that prevent them from enjoying packs normally so it is not it is not a entitlement it is a privilege that could be revoked for abusing just a heads up the only other tip is if you are lost you're you know uh, there is or you're a little bit overwhelmed there is an afk room so that's some uh it is in the convention center it's not in the hotels but it's just a quiet place for you to kind of decompress relax there are trained professionals there if you need them but you don't necessarily have to talk to them um it's just i like to remind people of that because especially if it's your first convention or your first wax uh and or the first time you're going through all these metal detectors and all these lines and you're just kind of feeling a little overwhelmed Mm -hmm. you can go there and just kind of breathe relax and you know take a breather Exactly. It's it's super nice for people who suffer from issues with being in crowds, um, being in large groups, or just uh, sensory overload is what I call it when I walk into the PAX West floor. You walk into that expo hall and it's just lights and sounds and people and noise and it's just, it can get really overwhelming. So having that spot, and some people even just find a handheld lounge at sort of mm-hmm. AFK room as well. It doesn't have the same people like AFK would have, but I've found a lot of comfort in going to handheld lounge, sitting on a beanbag, pulling out my 3DS and just relaxing for like 20 minutes. Um, And if you're not sure where there is, or if you're just lost around the con, um, find your friendly enforcer. You'll find them wearing their blue shirts. They'll say enforcer in the back and they can, guide you to handheld lounge to afk or kind of um answer any questions um there also there will be an info booth where they're always stationed right there so but you'll see them all around expo just everywhere you go you will see enforcers and they are there to help you and make it easier they are there to help for sure they'll usually hold goofy signs as well to help you identify them if the blue shirt doesn't stand out enough for you (laughs) so uh something to keep in mind um I think that's good on tips. So we're going to move into the Q&A. One of the big questions that a lot of people like to ask is where are the parties for PAX? Because people apparently really like to party when they're at a convention like this. So um, there is actually a forum thread that's up that has all the the unofficial parties. So these are parties that are done by groups that aren't usually listed on the schedule or anything like that. Um, usually companies will do one at like a bar on a certain day. I know last year, um, Bethesda held a party at the hard rock cafe. Um, those kind of things. Um, those will be found in those guys. Uh, they're really great at, um, listing them all out when they start. Um, usually Friday and Saturday nights are the big party nights. Um, concerts are also Friday and Saturday night. Those are on the schedule though. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a party, those are great ones to do. If you're looking for a game party, tabletop or um, the free play areas are where you're going to want to head. Um, I absolutely love, ever since I was introduced to this, is at like 9 o'clock after everything's done, I'll go to free play and we'll play board games. <laughs> so um Feel free. The only to, oh. question that I saw earlier that we kind of didn't answer as we went along was somebody asked if we could take uh, water, and the answer is yes. You can take food and water through the metal detector. They're not there to confiscate it. It's not like TSA. They just 
make sure you don't have any, you know, weapons or anything metal on you um, that's not approved. Um, but yes, you can take food, water, anything. That's not an issue. <laughs> Leaving my rapier at home, loony. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, speaking of, so they will, I, this might need to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I do believe that when they do, when you do find a water container or like a bottle, um, they'll try to smell it for alcohol because I do believe that they still are trying to like, they don't want you drinking alcohol on the floor kind of thing. So they're still going to be checking for stuff like that. But, um, that reminds me of something else. Go ahead. Unopened water bottles, um, stuff like that will be fine. You can usually bring soda, like a bottle of soda in, like most food and drink is allowed. It's just not alcohol. I don't think you're allowed to walk around the expo floor with alcohol. Yeah, um. it can be opened and there will be a beer garden at the convention center. The caveat with that is, is that after you leave it, you will be leaving the convention center. There is no, you'll, and then to get, you can go back in and you just have to line up again because mm. they don't want necessarily people taking their drinks back in to the convention center or if they're a little, you know, have had a little too much, (laughs) a little tipsy. Um, So if you go to the beer garden, just know that to exit, you will be exiting the convention center and then you can, of course, come back in. But just I don't want people to think, oh, I can just go in and out. It's you will have to line up again. Yep. Uh, Cosplay questions. Um, These get asked a lot about cosplay. Uh, there is an entire guide on cosplay. Generally, the the consensus is common sense. If if it's sexually suggestive or close to sexually suggestive, it's probably not allowed, and you probably shouldn't try to do it. Um, full body paint does not constitute as clothes, so you still need to wear clothes. Um, painting yourself is not covering up. People can still see. Um, weapons. Uh, I think the weapon policy actually changed this year because of um the metal detectors because now there's no replica weapons so you can't bring in like a replica gun or anything like that because that used to be allowed and you had to have it um bonded but now it's just flat not allowed so plastic weapons are the only thing that allowed obviously swords um if it is a plastic gun it needs to be orange tipped and bonded um, if you don't know what bonding is, uh, you'll want to check out the info booth to find out about bonding. It's just basically a way of saying this weapon has been checked throughout the entire convention and it is bonded to you, um, as a weapon. So, um, that also goes with nerf guns. The, you can only take nerf guns if they are completely rendered in opera. So just FYI. You can't just like, oh, well, it doesn't have any nerfs in it or anything like that. It has to actually be inoperable. Looney, that message just did not go through properly. And I'm like, oh, my God, why? I had to approve it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, the term is actually bondage. Um, It is bonding. It's it's peace bonding. Yeah, peace bonding. Sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Peace bonding. (laughs) Not just bonding. (laughs) It's peace bonding. (laughs) uh anyway um so yeah cosplay (laughs) i can't get that out of my head now make it go away um Um, but it can't be like oh go ahead lindy oh sorry i was is there cosplay repair there is uh cosplay repair is on sixth floor i might need correction on that uh 
I'm not in sure. In general, there's a place where you can go. There's I've been yeah. some safety in, in the in the past. It's been done by specific booths, though, oh. not by packs themselves. I know at East it was like an actual room. There's a cosplay repair room or something like that. That's oh. sponsored. I'm pretty sure, though. Oh, well. I would imagine it'd still be sponsored by somebody. I just don't know where specifically. Um, similarly, just in case anyone's interested, there's a panel for cosplay photography this year. Yes. There's a panel for that. I remember that. I remember seeing that too. <laughs> so important stuff. Um, I think we're moving into the open discussion now at this point. <laughs> so, yep. um, but I, we have eight minutes left. So, um, if anybody has any more questions, uh, feel free to ask them real quick while we um, move into our closing stuff. Um, we'll talk about some links, uh, places that you can go. Um, Matt has been graciously posting them in the chat. So if you were looking at a chat replay, um, you might want to scroll up a bit and find those links that Matt has been posting. They're mostly links to the schedule, the maps, the guidebooks, the apps, um, the uh, parties and stuff like that uh all that good stuff if you want to get links to our group the pax community discord um we have our website paxter.gg you can also find our twitter twitter.com slash pax discord as well as uh if you want to join the discord it's just discord.gg slash pax um yeah we if... hit on the trip loony uh-huh. what's that the uh, the letters for oh, leaders. We did we did talk about the letter trick. Um the only one I didn't remember was the uh the WSCC. I don't remember the naming. I only know cat, um, which is on I the I think second it's floor. just the cat this year. Is it just cat? Um I think I think there's only one in the convention center this year. Okay. Which makes sense because cat and convention center. Boom. C. Yeah. We did it. We know our alphabet. Um speaking of though, PAX community um we are during the summer we ran a donation uh drive for a pin um we were giving out uh pax pride pins um which are limited edition for the server um this year all of the proceeds went to uh the seattle counseling service which is a group in seattle um that provides service to um pretty much uh endangered youths in seattle as well as LGBT community, um, anything like that. They're a great group that has been really helping out with us uh, or really helping out in Seattle. And we just wanted to give thanks. So we made a pride pin in June and uh, donations were made. You can continue to get donations or give donations through that link. um, And you'll be signed up automatically to get your pin at PAX. So, um, if you're looking for those, we did close our links for um, getting a community badge. But if you want to see what they look like, you can join the Discord and find the badge. Um, this year, if you are not new to the badge program, um, badges are uh, given out at packs to wear alongside your normal badges. They either contain just a blank space for you to write your name on it so that people know who you are. Or um, if you donated, you get a custom badge that has your name and kind of looks like your cool Discord profile. It's got, if you do Nitro, if you're a partner or a hype squatter, um, all those great things. The sign-up we usually do a few months before because it does take us some time to print um, and get those out. The way that you get them, 
uh, by the end of today, if I'm alive, uh, you will be added to a special chat. And in that chat room, we will be posting where to find us um, and what times will be available to pick up your pins and your badges um, if you're looking for things. Um, this year is a little bit different. So we have started a new program um, called our PAX Ambassador Program. Um, one thing that I found out was I am not able to attend all the packs and as much as I want to go to all the packs, I cannot. So we've created a group of people who are dedicated to attending certain packs N, um, that can be given or that can be seen, I guess, visited, talked to some word. <laughs> I'm running into words. Uh, <laughs> That you can find to get, yeah, trusted, there you go, that are trusted, um, that have the badges. So this year for West is the first time we're doing this. Um, the Our PAX Ambassadors for West are going to be myself, of course, uh, Lindy and Marlene. Um, Matt is our honorary ambassador because he is actually our East ambassador. But he is, because he will be here for West, uh, he has um, graciously offered to be an ambassador for West. Um, so one of us four, you will be able to find, um, when you get to the chat, you'll see a schedule of who and where to find us to get your badges. Um, people have absolutely loved these badges because they're a great way to show community and wait, great way to show like how veteran you are at PAX, um, to get these badges and kind of show other people that you're part of the community and people get super interested in it. Um, I remember the first year we did it, we didn't have our discord.gg slash packs. So we used a QR code and it was real fun to watch people try to scan your badge with their camera. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody wants to talk about the ambassador program. Um, if you want to, uh, now we are going to try and stick on a schedule, but if there is a period of time that one of us does have all of the uh, supplies and we are going to be down for a, lo a long period of time where people would be able to pick stuff up, we will also make a ping. So there might be some spontaneous stuff, but plan on being there or being available during those time slots if you uh, want to pick up your stuff. Yeah, We will not be shipping anything. So We do not ship them because it's too expensive to ship a flat piece of plastic that is mostly a souvenir memento of the event. Um, we do make special exceptions if you've like had an issue with getting to packs or you came down with an emergency situation. We'll we'll definitely try to, to accommodate for it. We're not we're not evil. We're not mean. We want you to have your stuff, but we're also not going to go hunt you down. It's I, I <laughs> we have so many other things that we need to do during packs that. Trying to find that one person to work with is sometimes impossible, <laughs> unfortunately. So we try to be available as much as possible during packs. We will make regular pings so that you always have a chance and opportunity to find us. And we've added a schedule this time around because a lot of people have said, I'm not always available. And if you can tell me when you guys are available ahead of time, I can make time for that. So we did. We made time. <laughs> so there is a schedule for that. Um and then, yes, like Matt said, there is we do a new design every year. Um, and actually, each PAX this year got a unique design. So um, there there is different designs for each PAX that we've done so far. Um, PAX South was an orange color. PAX East was red. PAX West will be blue. 
our Oz will get yellow badges and uh, Unplugged is getting purple badges. <laughs> and then so. just a reminder, they, they're just for fun. They're not going to get you into anything. They're not going to, you know, you yes. still need your actual PAX badge. Um, something that I like to do is because I've purchased a lanyard from PAX, it's a little bit longer. So I like to wear two lanyards just to show them both off. But if, you don't have to do that. But if you want people to see your badges, it's a cool way to show it off. Another another way that people have done it is they'll put it on the same lanyard as their badges, and um, on the back side they'll have it facing outward. And because sometimes I've noticed that when I walk around, my badge flips around, and you only really need to have it visible your your actual PAX badge um, when you're going into the convention center or into a panel room. I think usually after that though, um, you can have whatever facing out. So some people will flip it around when they get into the hall and then as they're walking around, people can spot them and be like, you're in the community, that kind of thing. So, um, it's a good conversation topic. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember walking around the first year we had this in South, uh, Marlene had her badge and we walked by each other like three times at South. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, the, the pronoun sticker. Ooh, pronoun stickers. Oh That's yes. Really smart. Yep. Yeah. Um, you will get those at info booth in the convention center. You just go up to them and say, hey, what?" Um, they will have he, him, she, her, and they, them. They will place it on your badge for you. Um, it's just to make sure people aren't, you know, sticking stickers where they're not supposed to. So they will place it on your badge for you. But yes, you can get them at info booth. Um, if you have separate days, you can go each uh, badges. You can go each day. If you have the four day, you know, you just go once. But yes, you can get them and they're free. They don't cost anything. Um, but it's something that PAX is doing, which I think is really great. It's it's part of the diversity plan that they've been doing since last year. Every every PAX, they've had more and more of a diversity thing. The diversity lounge is a big place for it. Um, and they actually did a pin run of like pins that said he, him, she, her, they, them. So yep. they've been they've been really doing the diversity. And that's kind of one of the big reasons why we wanted to do our PAX Pride pin was because it's a celebration of what PAX has done is diversity wise and inclusion so this is just another way for us to say we are also very inclusive in our group of community because we are the PAX community we don't care who you are if you like PAX or like to attend PAX then you are welcome so and yep you just go up to the booth uh talk to the enforcers and say hey can I have whatever pronoun sticker you would like um and they will add it for you so it's not any big thing or anything they expect it so yeah you're not required to have it but if you want to you can definitely get it added so um yep thinking about all of the diversity stuff there are all gendered bathrooms oh yeah so if you look in the guidebook there's some that are gender separated and some that are not so you can pick what you feel most comfortable with and if you're not comfortable with it, then you can find where the ones are that you are comfortable with. Exactly. So that's really, really awesome. Totally great. Um, I think we are out of time. Um, and I didn't see anybody else asking any other questions. So I think, I think that's all we got today. I think that's it. Um, if you do have any other questions, feel free to join the discord and jump into the West channel, ask them there tons of people who know what they uh know the answers can usually pick up an answer um it gets pretty active during the day so uh it's a great it's a great time to be there 
um, pre-packs and everything like that. So we hope to see you at PAX West in Seattle. You guys have a great night. Adios. Bye.